Welcome Most to Advanced of us Selling are Drugs. trying to find time every day <laughs> to get things. Oh, sorry. That's what we call stepping on each premature. other in the business. In the business. Stepped on me. Premature pre- presentation. Me. No, seriously, though. Welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast. We are the longest running sales training podcast created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. I'm Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. We're your hosts for today's episode and every episode for that matter. If you haven't done it already, we got a really cool tool that you can go buy and it's worth every penny and then some. It's called All In, All In uh, Comprehensive Training Solution for Salespeople. It's an audio program. You can take us with you if you've not mm-hmm. bought All In. Several of you have. We got lots and lots of good feedback. So. We do. I bet we get about... Uh I don't know, 75 to 100 people a month downloading we that. We do. It's really good At number. So really uh, good. we hope you enjoy it because it's, it's got some good stuff in it. Yep. It really does. Take us with you. So. Yeah. We have probably uh, also, you can go to advancedsellingpodcast.com or, of course, obviously to iTunes. We got 300 and some episodes up there, past episodes. Yeah. A lot of them are. A lot of them are terrible. But there's a handful that are good. I don't think they're. Well, I'm just Terrible is a strong word. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You got to kind of sift through. Kind of Let's put it this way: they're not marked good or bad. The so good you'll have thing to listen is, to them. Well, this is what I love. This is what I love about net. This is why I hate to go to the movies, because if you go to a movie and the movie sucks fifteen minutes in, there was an old movie called Michael. It was with John Travolta, and he was like an angel. It oh, took me yeah. about twelve minutes yeah. to like just start laughing out loud. This is awful, yeah. and you want to get up and leave, but you've paid nine thousand dollars to go right. to a movie with podcasting. If it's a bad episode, right. just go on to the next one. Yeah. There's only 310 more. That's right. That's what I love about That's this. Right. On demand. Consumer yep. is in charge. It is. Here. He is. She is. She is. So, You know, Brian, the other day I was doing a program with a, a group of salespeople, and we were talking about the value of time. Yes. And, you know, in our training, we're always talking about you can either spend your time, maybe your time is worth $1,000 an hour or it's worth $5 an hour. There's certain activities that we as salespeople do that are very, that minimize our value. I would agree. And I was thinking, as we were talking about that, one of the guys raised his hands. He said, you know, as we're talking about this, I feel like I do lots of things that is just sort of worthless. Just should, I should not be spending time on it. And he listed four things. And what was one? Let me guess. Going to the post office. Going to the post office. <laughs> Swear to God. He said, you know what? I probably go to the post office three days a week. And I sometimes I'll stand in line for five minutes, sometimes 20 minutes. He goes, that's an example of where I'm spending time I don't need to. Now, I did not um, immediately promote the stamps.com no risk trial. I should have. You should I have. Should have well, you, right you there. have now. Yeah, he knows because yeah. he's a podcast listener, but, I'm sure. But the fact is most of us are trying to find time every day, more time to get high, uh, you know, sort of high value things done. So you can't let trips to the post office slow you down. You don't have to now. Thanks to stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage right from your own computer and printer. Stamps.com will send you a digital scale. Automatically calculates the exact postage you need for any letter or package, any class of mail. You'll never waste valuable time again going to the post office. Do everything right from your desk with stamps.com. Print the postage you need. Put it on your letter or package. Call the PO guy over and say, here, Take this and you're done. We use stamps.com at the Advanced Selling Podcast for sending out products, books, uh, other types of things. And this Christmas, everybody who listens is going to get a Christmas Amen. gift I heard they last will. episode. So. Yep. <laughs> now we're in trouble. Now we? we're in trouble. Yeah. 110,000. Yeah, stamps.com is going to be, what, what's the big spike for? Yeah. yeah. But right now, use our promo code, Advanced Selling, for this special offer. A, you get a no-risk trial of the program. B, you get a $110 bonus offer, which includes the digital scale and up to $55 in free postage. So don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and you guessed it, type in advanced selling. That's stamps.com, enter advanced selling. That's fantastic. 
You would agree, I think, Bill. Would you not agree that we believe in karma here at the Advanced Selling Podcast? Oh, yeah, we, we do. do. So I was at uh, uh, one of a training camp. We go to training camp as part of our training for officiating uh, for the NFL. And I was at training camp, and uh, there are a lot of fans that go to training camp. And I was staying in a hotel that's right by this team's training camp. And it was packed. There's tons of people. And they were doing this big kind of family practice event where you could bring your family, go to the stadium, watch the team. So there's in this hotel, there's no parking anywhere. All the parking spots were taken up by the people going to the game. Well, there also happened to be this big business meeting. I didn't get the name of the company, but some big kind of businessy sales marketing meeting. And there was a woman that came in and was irate at the hotel people because there was nowhere to park in the immediate parking facility of the hotel. And I believe in you get what you give. Mm-hmm. And this woman was ranting and raving at this hotel person who there was nothing she could do. Yeah. Absolutely. It was just a, you know, and they're all going to be gone. All these cars are going to clear out in about three hours. And you can move your car back up if you want to. But the, she was running around. And she was saying things like, I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm astounded that you didn't know about wow. this ahead of time. And I couldn't yeah. believe this. I'm just, and, and her colleagues started to come through the door. It's like, I can't believe this. This is crazy. I mean, we had to park, you know, how many miles away and blah, blah, and all this stuff. So, uh, and these were the people that she was with. And she just kept going on and on. And then the car that was like behind her came in and she goes, I, I can't, can you believe the parking? I mean, did you even find a place to this park? This was somebody that wasn't with her? This was with, yeah, this was a, this was a, part like of a car group? behind her, part of her group, oh, okay. but a different okay. car. She goes, can you believe all this? Uh, could you even find a place to park? She, he, the guy goes, uh, yeah, we got Rockstar parking. We parked right up front right here. She's like, what? what? How did that happen? So what I gauged from that was my guess is this woman is a projection of how she is all the time. This other guy was just like, yeah, we are fine. Like, yeah. it was cool. You know what I mean? And his demeanor and her demeanor match. And I didn't, I don't think it was because of the scenario. So yeah. I thought about that kind of get what you give sort of thing. And, and what sort of things do we project onto other people? Mm. I then had a training class where I was coaching someone who was telling me when I gave them suggestions, how their buyer would react before they actually implemented the suggestions that I talked, right? So if I would say to this client, which I did, well, why don't you give their um, manager a call since this deal stalled out, there's nothing to do. No, they would get really upset upset if I did that. That would upset them. And so it it begged the question in my mind, what questions do we as salespeople answer for our buyers without even going there first? Mm -hmm. What are the things that we decide for them before we ever take any action. And I thought it would be interesting to make a list of these things. And the listener can listen to this and go, oh, gosh, I do, I do that. that. I yeah. do this. I do that. And we do it a lot. There are a lot of mm-hmm. subject headings where we make decisions. So um, I thought we'd list out a few of these things and just make, maybe have some little commentary, some yeah. back and forth about. Um, Isn't that a form of protection, though? Don't we, don't we do that to protect ourselves from any kind of uh, either disagreements or conflict yeah. or resistance? Like if we... If we say, well, he's not going to go for that price, the subtext of that is, I'm not going to get the deal, yeah. and I'm going to be shamed if I go in and he says, no, nope, I'm not going to do it for that price. Yeah, I, I, like I, I, I agree. Oh, totally. I think that's just that's just one of the things. It could be protection for myself. Some of it might be uh, just general laziness, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I might just say, you know, I'm just this is just an easy one. I, it's easier just to go get the renewal than to talk to him about doing more business with right. me. I'll just right. get him to sign them. It's just easier. So there's laziness involved there. Sometimes I think it's a blind spot thing mm-hmm. where the, the the salesperson doesn't have a bigger perspective. So I think there's a lot of uh, causes behind it and root causes. That would be an interesting thing to explore. You know, I in think itself. I think also we, 
you know, we can only see the world through our own eyes and it's mm-hmm. very difficult. You know, when we start talking about messaging and we try to uh, create in our clients the competency of delivering your message in the way that your customer can understand and believe yep. in, and that's got to be through your customer's eyes. It's so hard for us to take ourselves out of our own eyes yeah. and sit behind someone else's eyes to see what the truth is. Yeah. And I think this is it. I, it's, I think it's called cognitive bias where Ooh. we, yeah, no. Boom. Oh, boom. Oh, boom, baby. Cognitive bias. Okay, go ahead. And I think it's when you you automatically process this stuff. And in order to save time, you just say, well, that's the way the world works. The world works that they're not going to pay this. The world yeah. works that the, the customer always gets mad if I call yeah, the manager. It's just, it's just a fact of life. And yep. we Therefore, know it's not. Yeah. We know it's not. Really, really good. What is it again? Cognitive bias? Cognitive bias. Yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, Bill and I are going to list a few decisions that we make on behalf of the buyer. These are decisions that salespeople make on behalf of the buyer that are just flat out wrong because we don't do them yet. So you'll see as we play through this. Your job as the listener is to self-examine and say, boo, I just did that this morning. Mm -hmm. My guess is there's someone listening who just did that in the recent sales call Mm -hmm. and they're in the car driving like, oh, I just did that. Or they're about to do it, right? And a sales call they're walking into. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk a little bit of commentary. So um, you want to start? Let me just start. Well, I'll start with one I did. Oh, I want to put myself into the the bucket here. Sign of the the true champion. Yeah. Sign of a true champion. Well, about two or three months ago, I was uh, working with a couple of prospects and I'd done a little bit of work and we were talking about more, you know, full-time back-end stuff and more ongoing training. And these two clients were almost identical. They didn't know each other. It just so happened the timing was such that these two clients were almost identical. And what they wanted was identical. Mm-hmm. And I, I quoted them both and I sent, sent them off. I had a discussion with them and we had a phone call and then they got the email. And, and so I waited for a week. I, the yeah. agreement was to call back in a week and a half. Yep. And I got a call from both of them and they both wanted to proceed and when I looked at the proposal, one of the clients who, who was asking for almost exactly what the other one was asking for, a little bit less, but not, not X amount of dollars less yeah. per month, I had quoted a totally different price to. Oh, wow. And a lot less. And I know, I know exactly what I was thinking when I did it. I was thinking, well, this client, ha- th- these guys will, they'll be all over this. This, th- this will be great. And the other client, I thought, you know, they're, they're struggling a little bit. And so I lowered the price Interesting for a little bit less work. So if you looked at it, you probably would say, well, there's a justification, but there really wasn't a justification. That's one of the things we do, isn't it? I know. We justify. We justify. Right. And I put myself in their shoes and mm. said, okay, what well, I want to pay this. Yeah. And uh, it, again, it wasn't much different. And, and the, the deliverable was different. I'm defending a little bit, but yeah. it shouldn't have been. No. And I... I I put myself, I just was biased. I just had yeah. a bias there. Yeah. So you, so you created the, the your own reality, your, yep. their reality yep. for them. This is, well, because they're struggling, they probably won't, even taking a little bit out of the deal is in, in a funny way. I'm not, this isn't like d- dissing you, but we do this, right? So you actually lowered the person lowered that needs the more help. Right. Probably, right. arguably, you lowered the deliverable back to them, which is also what we did. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. they're not, not really ready. Yeah. There's two whatever. things there that I did. Oh, it's yeah. good. Yeah. So anyway, really I did good. that. So Thanks for first, putting yourself out there. Yeah, that's all right. See, that's for right. your listeners, this is what you do. This is what high performers do. They're okay doing this because that's how you get better. But I read the mind. I, w- I was trying to be yeah. a mind reader there, and that's I'm fantastic. not good at that. That's fantastic. Okay, so here, here's one. Um, how they will react when I 
call someone else other than them, how they will react. I decide that that will irritate them mm-hmm. or bother them. I'll make them angry if I quote unquote go around them or over their head. I was just on a coaching call on the way over here. And the, uh, the feedback we got was, well, the client has a power driver. Client needs to be in charge. And so the client's never open to anything creative. And this is a creative type ad agency sort of deal. Mm-hmm. How do we know that? Well, mm-hmm. that's just how they are. Well, to me, I go back and I say, have I, have I not asked or presented or whatever in the right way to show the person that they're open to things? Or is there a way that I could uh, serve up an idea that they do feel like they've got ownership in or collaborate on the idea instead of just bringing it and mm-hmm. say no to it? Uh, but there was a question answered by my client on behalf yeah. of the buyer that I think is inaccurate. Yeah. And they did that. So, so, th- so now we're not going to bring them any creative ideas. We're, yeah. we're just stop. We're not going to. No, we'll wait till he, like he's rule. a power driver. He, you we'll you can't bring him ideas. Idea. That's yeah. what I got. Yeah. But you can't bring this guy ideas. Or there's that thing. Well, let's make it seem like it's his idea. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll like, make oh, it. Yeah. God, good luck with that. Yeah. But I think that's part of uh, and the derivative of that to me is where you it's settled science. You know, well, I would never I would never call the, the boss back because the person always gets mad. Really? Always, yes. yeah. always gets mad. Yeah. Maybe they have five times in your career. Totally. But that doesn't mean this person will. No. So it's like. You know, you we conclude that well, that's just the way it is, and it, it's just not. It's just not. It's gray area. No. I think there's also one uh, this idea of stimulus and response, mm-hmm. and so, uh, and you kind of touched on it there. But if if I do this, he will say this, and you you did it in specific. Like if I called the manager, he would be mad. But I yep. think anytime you say something that is a stimulus, they're going to respond to that, and you never know what the response is going to be. Yep. Even if it's just Something like, um, well, you know, I, I know I, I should have asked him that question to find out what his real pain is, but I just felt like he was getting a little antsy and he was getting in a hurry and he kept looking at his watch. Yeah. And, and so, and then we just don't do it and that's not serving the client. And nope. so in between the stimulus and response is always the truth. Yep. And we don't know what the response is when we say something. Yes. And so just acknowledging that and surrendering to it is the best option. Love that. Okay, here's one, is that I decide that my buyer doesn't care about this. And that could be any element of the deal, or it could be the person themselves. So here's an example. So in our business, Bill, we might go talk to the VP of sales, um, and we might agree or decide that the uh, the CEO doesn't really, CEO's not really into the sales yeah. training of the salespeople. He really doesn't really care about that. He's, he's on to bigger things or something like that. Mm-hmm. So therefore we try to work the deal with the sales manager, the VP of sales, not having any conversation with the CEO because we decide that the CEO doesn't care about sales training or isn't motivated by it yeah. or whatever words you want to put to it. Again, dead ass wrong in my opinion. Uh, anything a CEO at some point has a perspective on. You see people that, uh, I've got uh, clients that do that, that deal with like mechanical sorts of things that, that might be and so we say, well, uh, if the CEO, like I've got a client where the CEO and his partner own their building, right? And so you say, well, do they really care about the carpet cleaning provider? Right. So if you're a carpet cleaning service, you say, well, I wouldn't want to call them those guys because they don't really care. They've got a person that does that right. for them, right? I guarantee you that if I went and snuck in that building and smeared mud all over the carpet, the two owners of that building would come mm-hmm. in the next day and have an absolute tizzy mm-hmm. fit, fit. Yeah. right? They would they yeah. would go nuts. What the hell happened to the carpet? Da, 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 da. They do care. Yeah. We decide that they don't. Yeah, that's, that's right. the difference. You that's see right. that? Yeah. So that's one of the things that we decide that they don't care about this. Mm-hmm. This is below their radar. They're, they're, this isn't in their in their wheelhouse mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Wrong. Here's one that that's good. Here's one that I have that, you know, a lot of people talk about solution selling. 
Yeah. So we hear that a lot when we're out uh, working with prospects and brand new prospects. People say, well, you know, we use solution selling. And there is a program, I think, called solution selling. But a lot of times they're not referring to that program. They're referring to the concept of solution selling. I want to sell solutions, not products. And we fully agree with that. But the problem sometimes is we start to decide what the solutions are for the client. You know, we talk a lot about value and we say, well, what's the value of our offer? Well, only they can tell us the value. Yeah. So what happens in solution selling, I think a lot of times is we we say, well, here's what's valuable to them. Number A, number B, and number C, those are the valuable components before we even ask them, what is your problem, what's your pain, what's your issues, what's your circumstances? That's good. So I think sometimes solution selling or however we decide to depict that is also a problem of us deciding for them what should be valuable. Yes. Yes. And I, I love it's that. not. Yeah. Uh, pet peeve alert. Okay. You know what you did? What did I say? Something same. You said number A, number B, and number oh, C, I which did, people yeah. did. Yeah. Well, I was going to say number, number A, A and it's number weird, two. Isn't it? It's yeah. kind of confusing, but I love them. What should I have said? I just love when people say uh, A, da da da, two, da da da, oh, yeah. and C. Those are one of my favorite things. That's, That's funny. Um, last one for me is that we decide that they will not see me. And so we have salespeople who say, mm, the VP doesn't see salespeople. Yeah. You have to go through the product manager. Well, you know what? If you were a valuable contributor to the VP's life, the VP would yeah, see you. That's right. Guaranteed they would see you. You make the decision that they don't care to. I just joined a, a sort of a networking group here in town, and I'm with sitting around this networking group, uh, and we just went to my first meeting before we came over here to record. And in the group are some people that I know – people would love to be around and near mm-hmm. and they're not. And they make the assumption that the person won't see them. And if you sit and talk to them, you just have lunch or whatever. I know they would see yeah, it and get sure. value out of it. It's just the salesperson doesn't make the call because they make the decision. Well, that person doesn't really care or want that. But if you sit and have lunch with these people and listen to them, they do they're care about beings. lots yeah, of stuff, right. lots of stuff. Right. And they're just human beings. So we decide that they won't, uh, Oh, they don't see salespeople. Yeah. Isn't that also, though, a factor of if if I say, well, they don't see salespeople, it pretty much means they won't see me. See me, yeah. And is that because I haven't examined my value deeply yes. enough yes, to totally. determine whether a VP of sales, because maybe they shouldn't, maybe they totally. shouldn't see you, but most of the time, your value, like your carpet example, your value is severe and significant enough that people will see you, but not if we see it as a product. Correct. Right? Yeah. And that's so the difference. Different episode. They, they will not see salespeople. Because of the way salespeople as, behave. As behave yeah. Now, advanced selling podcast listeners, they should see you all the time <laughs> because right. we know that you'll go and be really valuable to their lives and, and ask them really good questions and, and position yourself the right way and do all those sorts of things. So so the, the takeaway there, just take a, a little self-inventory and uh, just reflect and say, boy, how often do what, do what answers have I been deciding on behalf of my customers and stop doing yeah. that? Yeah, it's good awareness, good awareness too. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for today's episode. If you have not downloaded a free copy of our ultimate pregame audio program, as Brian said at the beginning, make sure you go do that right now. Go to advancedsellingpodcast.com to find it. Check out the products page too. You can check out All In, which is our long form, three hour, complete start to finish uh, training for all advanced selling podcast listeners. We also want to hear from you. Send us your feedback or question as an audio recording, and we will use it in a future episode. Download our app from the iTunes store and take a couple minutes to review, to leave a review on iTunes. Brian, I'll see you next time for the latest episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. See you then. Bye. Bye.